No Man's Sky isn't that great. There, I said it. If that made you mad, don't worry, because I also might have cancer or whatever this squishy thing in my mouth is. We'll talk about all that and more on this stuck on the damn ground because I'm out of fuel again, bowl of dude soup. That was a good intro. Thank you. <laughs> the moment of him kind of looking away. Sort of like, <laughs> yeah. Did they buy it? Yeah. <laughs> I have to I have to seem like I'm not invested in the outcome of my anger. Yeah. But then that, I give them an avenue of attack what? to dismantle my opinion. You can't joke about cancer, so you're gonna have to come out swinging with that you one. You can joke about cancer. Sure. If you, you just have, have it. to survive it or be dying. Yeah, from my it. mom jokes about cancer. I mean, yeah. she had cancer though. So and I like, know she, her mom. She can. So I'm allowed to do it. Greg too. Miller, yeah. uh, Lance Armstrong. Me. Can't stop. Well, we don't know if you're a cancer survivor yet. Think Stay tuned. It. Oh, uh, I don't know. People who I clickbaited into this video, hopefully. Mm. Uh, <laughs> people who care about you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, the notion is funny. Mm. Uh, we got a we got a pretty packed show coming up. Uh, I'm Lawrence. I'm your host. I'll take you through space and uh, bodily injury, uh, lump extractions, all this and more. Joined by an expert panelist to discuss these issues today. Never. Uh, to my left, Chief Spaceman Adam Kovic. Uh, yeah, I had a growth removed from my head once because they thought it was cancer. Turns out it wasn't. Mm. The uh, end. No, you got to <laughs> yeah. talk more about that. Yeah, soon. I'll, like I'll tell you later. Sure. Okay, I, good. I, I told it once in front of Bruce, and he looked at me and went, "I didn't know that about you." <laughs> Weird. Because <laughs> Bruce, Bruce, Bruce likes to know everything about everyone. He doesn't like surprises. That's true. <laughs> Chief Space Case Elise Willems. I've had lots of things removed. <laughs> we'll talk about that later in the show. <laughs> And then Chief Space Ace, James Willems. Two cancer scares for me. When I was really young, I had a tell, bump on my chest. Tell for the show, we want Sorry. them to watch. We want them to watch. This is the- Tease it out. These are the breadcrumbs. Sorry. <laughs> later in the show. The cancer lumps. Yeah. yeah. So Elise, I promised myself that I'd do this. You got a little thing in your tooth. Oh, okay, yeah, well, yeah. It's at the top there. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Let's podcast for the has... show to start. No, yeah. I didn't see it before. I it. Otherwise, no. I would have gotten okay, it. Okay, hang on. I apologize. That's the other one, right off the main teeth. <laughs> Not the other side. <laughs> yeah, right there. Oh, they're people too. That's no, still there. Okay, hang on. C can, can you do the right. show? We got three sponsors on this podcast: yeah. Mint Mobile, Stitch Fix, and Dollar Shave Club. You can get your new wireless plan for just $15 a month, plus free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card. Go to mintmobile.com/dude. Uh, you can go to stitchfix.com slash dudesoup and get a 25% discount when you keep all five items in your Stitch Fix box. And you can get the Dollar Shave Club Daily Essential Starter Set for $5 at dollarshaveclub.com slash dude. Mm -hmm. All that and more coming up. Oh my god. Well, right. I don't, you don't often see dental. Adam's teeth yeah. because of the way his face is shaped, so seeing them is very off-putting. Oh. Yeah. Right. I have, I have gums. See, your face is teethless, generally. Like, Typically, if you yeah. lose your teeth, it wouldn't matter. No, Whenever I smile, you see only my bottom teeth. It's <laughs> strange. I, was, I was born with, like, a, a large upper lip. Because you, you smile like a French bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. It works, though. <laughs> Man, it's funny you bring that up. I Remember thought, that one photo of me getting my teeth whitened? Let me see if I can find it. Oh, oh yeah. It's the worst. It's the, just, yeah. If you can't find it, I just, have one of those, too. Oh, yeah. Just pull up the image of uh, Coneheads when Dan Aykroyd gets his <laughs> teeth checked <laughs> by John Lovitz or whatever. Well, I also, I, like, yeah. I hadn't shaved in a week, so I had all this disgusting stubble. I was uh, searching your face. Yes. Today for a thumbnail uh, for the Pilgrim's Progress one they were doing the sequel. Oh, I'm gonna uh, punch in on this. Well, the thing is, Chrome was destroying my computer. It was taking as much RAM. Gross. Why oh am I God. doing this? And CPU as uh, Zoom in, you as Photoshop. So I had to close Chrome. Bing. Gives oh, look at that. Look at this. Oh, look at this. Dear twins. God. <laughs> twins. 
Ah, <laughs> uh, damn it. Anyway. If you send me a link to that, you I should, can put it up on You should pull out the gif of Aaron from Game Grumps when he had one of those in and he was eating M&M's. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really funny. Anyway, sorry, audio listeners. It was a disgusting photo, but you can check it out on YouTube. It's, it's right That's at the painful, that thing. What? Getting whitened? That, that, oh, that, yeah. that plastic. Typically, they try to Vaseline up your lips so they don't typically crack. Typically, if you're doing audio listening, you're, rarely are you just staring at a wall. You're usually doing something on a computer yeah. or driving. Driving, yeah. Um, Jerking off. Usually, podcast, yeah. hopefully, yeah. We have a good audience. Thank you, audience. Yeah, well done with all that masturbation. All right, that's enough dopamine for you for now. Banter ceased. Let's talk about No Man's Sky because, mm. in as far as I can estimate, it's the most uh, attention-grabbing uh, headline of the week. You're wrong. Ah, uh, probably wrong. I just got out of a meeting where they said Fortnite. Fortnite is king. That's coming up later. Everything you're doing is wrong. We got Fortnite corner. I should. Why make do you guys a, play more Fortnite? I should make a shitty corner out of that, or like a bumper. This show lives and dies on its bumpers. Uh, this is when Funhouse died. So I claim No Man's Sky wasn't ever that great of a game and still isn't. Uh, Adam, you you enjoy it though, right? Bruce got me into it. Uh, mm-hmm. James and Elise were gone, and uh, he was like, hey, let's, let's, let's try to figure out a co-op series we can do. He's like, No Man's Sky came out, you wanna give it a try? Like, sure. He's like, they released that next update. Because we've all, I think, avoided No Man's Sky like the plague. I Ironically, uh, the one person who played it was Spool. I played it. Um, I know, but you you did it as like, I feel like you didn't do you did I mean, it as sort of an educational. But, oh, I you see. did it because it's a video game. That's true. Yeah, so, so it doesn't mean anything. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. None of us. You're gonna play it. I feel like when Elise Elise plays a game, it's because she loves it or she's passion. somewhat invested in it. Mm-hmm. Same with James. Same with myself. We're it's simpleton. Like, yeah. It's <laughs> it, it's a big deal if I play you. Savant. I think that's what I'm word. telling Wait, all. Wait, are you saying that if you Adam Kovic? Deign to play a game that you lower yourself to these designers and publishers. No, no, no. I've elevated them to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But no, Bruce made a convincing argument. Uh, He said the game's fun now. Do it or I'll hit you. (laughs) Basically that. He said, what happened to your head? And I said, I'll tell you later. Uh, And it is is one of those games. We have played this game a million times uh, in a different way, whether it's Astroneer or Conan Exiles or... Arc. It's it's one of those types of games that I fucking hate. <laughs> um, resource management, all that stuff. But with that said, uh, it is one of the more manageable and fun games. And I think the idea of traversing space is much much more appealing than uh, just being like a you know a a naked dirt person, <laughs> like, yeah. uh, with your dong hung out and Punching then some trees. Guy. And like uh, it, it does it does feel a little hard in the beginning, but uh, once you get off that first planet, I feel like the game eases out a little bit. And so I had, I had no preconceived notions about the game other than what everyone said. So that was my thing going in. And obviously, our audience saying, see, Spool was right. And I went, I don't fucking care, dude. If the game, I don't know. I never played it yeah. <laughs> until two days ago. Do you know how many hours you put in to this uh, Roughly 15, I think. And Be- you haven't hit a cap where you're like, ah, oh, this feels grueling. This feels... Um, so the... Yeah, I don't know. I like... It's weird, like, because we've been playing at co-op. That's the new thing they added, the multiplayer. So I don't really want to play by myself. I want to play with other people. That, to me, is more fun. So would you, do you think you'd enjoy the game as much if you weren't playing with Bruce? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I, I never really played Astroneer by myself. Like, once we all stopped playing, I never went home and said, like, I want to play this. I played it with Jess, and I just I always thought those games are much more fun with someone because uh, I, I hope I'm not pissing anyone off when I say this. It's not really a game. 
You know what I mean? It's it's a resource management thing. So it's sort of just a bunch of micromanagement, um, and that's more fun with friends because you're, there's it feels like there's more at stake. Because you're finding there's, you're finding the game with someone. I guess. Yeah, if that makes sense. There's so. certain things that are experiential now, the journeys and mm -hmm. stuff. Like it, it, what I call them a game or whatever. Like they're just Sea of Thieves was the kind of thing where it's like you know what, I want a real low stakes. Cruise around an ocean, mm -hmm. and this seems like now it's a pretty low stakes cruise around space, sort of. And if you can do it with your friends, I think that's an even bigger incentive because sometimes you just want to chill with your friends. Yeah. But no one actually hangs out in person anymore, so to do it in a video game is more convenient and kind of allows you to do new cool experiences. I, I never together. felt like there was too much downtime, and I, if there ever was, it was sort of just like let's just gather resources, and even then was sort of like. Let's gather resources so I don't die. Um, so what I liked about it was it didn't feel like there was too much downtime of like, well, now I'm going to sit here and wait for this thing. Astroneer had that problem. Mm. Uh, for those who didn't play it, you'd go around uh, a planet, that, a procedurally generated planet, and we would find like, what did you find like eggs or uh, rocks or whatever that you then uh, have to decode, basically. Yeah. And then it's like, yeah. and then the RNG kicks in. And we're like, you have found a seat. And you're like, okay. So now, now you you have you now see the barrier. This game, uh, No Man's Sky, I feel like it they, because it's been in development for so long. They now show you everything of like, look what you can eventually build to, and they give you a spaceship that can fly around a planet pretty quick. So for that, I enjoyed the experience that I've had so far. Well, here, let me tell you why you're wrong, Adam. Thanks. Uh, no, I th I think you you pretty much nailed it in that this is a it is best enjoyed as a social experience. Because prior to this, it wasn't. And the thing, I kind of like you guys were saying, I get, get a little, I kind of dig into the game design of stuff. No Man's Sky is a game about slowing you down and frustrating you with steps you've done a million times. So if you want to explore the galaxy, that's fine, except mm. you've got to get fuel. And then in the process of getting fuel, you run out of another kind of fuel. And in the process of getting that, you run out of oxygen. And it's just a series of running out of stuff mm. and then just moving things around in inventory and picking up a bunch of garbage while you're trying to get the thing you want and you have to go back into the inventory to ditch it all. To me, the time spent doing the task that I wanted to do as opposed to doing all the side things the game design forces me to do to really drag out the experience is not a good trade. Uh, so like if they had shown that original VGX, was it VGX or VGA's trailer? Yeah, it was VGX The VGX, yeah, when they first showed that trailer, when he, he's looking out at everything, and then he opens up his menu, and then goes, <laughs> shit, I'm low on ferrite. And then he shoots a laser at 30 things, and then he goes, oh, okay, now I built this, and I gotta combine it with it. Now I got launch fuel, then he puts it in, and then he takes off. <laughs> Would that have been more truthful to what the game is? So, so you're kind of hitting on a different topic, which is uh, the perception of the game, because that was a whole monster unto itself. Mm. Uh, yeah, people perceived that when No Man's Sky was going to come out and everybody was super hyped for it, people perceived that it was going to be a do-everything game. Live in space, uh, run into players who can help or hurt you, team up with them, fly across the galaxy, be a space pirate, steal some stuff, bang an alien broad. None of that was the game. Um, and none of that was really promised in the trailers, <laughs> but none of it was not promised, so people sort of <laughs> filled it in with their own imaginations. Uh, I, I played Spore, and before that I played Star Control, so I'm kind of used to games, or I was familiar with what No Man's Sky was trying to be. Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with procedurally generated stuff. And when they were showing the trailers for it, I was waiting for the gameplay loop, because every game has a loop, a series of actions you do over and over again with mm. minor variations. 
And I, there wasn't one, so I was waiting to see it. And then there was a gameplay demo, I think at E3 2015, where you scanned a fish and then a currency popped up. And I was like, ah, there it is. You're gonna stare at stuff. You're gonna stare at stuff and shoot rocks. Uh, and lo and behold, that ended up being the game, which isn't a bad thing, except, and then, I don't know, it, it, you, when you reach an impasse of player volition and then uh, player expression, that's a problem. So some of the games I, I wanna compare a game like this to, Final Fantasy XV and Breath of the Wild. Both huh. were games that allowed you to set a destination. I want to go to the top of that mountain. Hmm. I want to go to this city. Along that path, you would either, you would be tempted by other things. So in Zelda, for instance, you're going down a road and then there's a cave. There might be treasure in that cave. You don't have to stop. There are enemies along the path, maybe. You don't have to fight them. Um, a lot of people bring up weapon degradation in Zelda as, as sort of an example. It's a little different, I won't get into that. But, and like Final Fantasy XV is the same way. You get in your car, you're driving, and then you see things on the side of the road you could stop for. Hmm. No Man's Sky is like that, except you have to stop for every single one because it won't let you go forward until you stop and shoot a rock again. Um, and when the whole payoff of the game, like the payoff of the game should be making a decision, not being forced into a decision. That's what interactivity is all about. So when No Man's Sky basically gates you over and over again for basic resources, boy, it really just, to me, it just throws water on what the experience is supposed to be. The game is close to this trailer now, but I have never seen this much wildlife bunched up together in this sort of variety yet. Um, it's been a while since we've actually seen this. Um, but yeah, it's, it's usually like three or four little animals running around and they do look like spore creations. And if you're playing in uh, multiplayer, the mm -hmm. spawning of those gets really weird. Because there were, there were when, I was, when we were playing with Bruce, uh, I would try to scan stuff and the animal would just blink out of existence I've while I was staring a few at times, it. Yeah. So yeah, the co-op isn't quite, still <laughs> isn't quite the multiplayer experience that you might be imagining. Mm -hmm. For a free update, it's hard to complain. Um, and I, I still think, especially if you have friends, it's worth 30 bucks, easily. Yeah. Uh, but as far as like being a video game, mm, still not quite yet. Then again, I'm, I'm on the page with you in terms of survival sims and rust in the forest. I just, they're a dime a dozen, man. I played that game so much. I don't need it again. But I will say, flying in space is still awesome. It gets old, but it's still awesome. Going to warp is cool. But yeah, this trailer sort of implies that these are all player characters that just sort of seamlessly fly with you. Mm -hmm. And then you like fly to other planets, which you can still do. It, I don't know that it shows you who discovers it on the fly. It's it's close to this now. Yeah, there. Um, I've, I've been perusing the No Man's Sky subreddit and stuff, and uh, that's a dedicated bunch. I'm, I'm proud of those, those guys <laughs> sticking through. Uh, I've seen less rough games have a, have a, have kind of an easier transition. Um, so kind of surprised like the Destiny audience is sticking around with it, but. Some of them, yeah, that's, yeah. that gets to love-hate territory yeah. real quick. Who has their finger on the pulse and thinks they can give an accurate assessment of whether like the general gaming population, how they feel about this? Because I do see a lot of, feels like a lot of people we know in the industry are like, really gung-ho on No Man's Sky again. Mm -hmm. but can, from what can, you can tell, does the player base feel that same way? Going off Steam reviews, uh, there does seem to be an interesting redemption arc going it's on right now for this game. Yeah, which I am fascinated with, because it's still the same game. It has multiplayer now, but they didn't fundamentally change any of the design principles or the gameplay experience. And yet, yeah, there's... There's blog articles that saying like, oh, No Man's Sky is good now. Oh, I, I just love this game so much. Here's this planet I found. You could have done that when the game launched. Uh, and then, yeah, the Steam reviews have gone from very, like, very negative to mixed. The most recent reviews are very positive. So whatever, 
I don't know, I have my own theories. I, f I feel like the gaming audience at large, this is like the high school reunion, uh, 10 years later. They picked on No Man's Sky so bad in high school, and then they've had 10 years to mature, and they're like, you know what, I was really mean to No Man's Sky back then. At this reunion, I'm gonna buy No Man's Sky a beer, and I'm gonna be really nice and say, hey, what's up, No Man's Sky, you look great. What's been going on, you got a family? Man, that's great. And then you tweet about it, you're like, No Man's Sky is doing so well now, I'm so mm -hmm. proud of that game. I feel like it's this weird, like, hidden guilt complex in the gaming audience that they're trying to express by suddenly being very nice to No Man's Sky, when it was kind of, like, they improved it, yes, but not to the tune of, like, completely changing the do game. You think, do you think there's a certain aspect of uh, unrealized hypocrisy? Hmm. Because, like, No Man's Sky came out and they were like, this is a ripoff, it's a company, it's a scam, they, they lied to us, it, like, not everybody, but there was this vocal, vocal audience that very, felt like they had been betrayed even though they didn't pay a dime for it. And then it kind of was punished for that, but then a million other games came out afterwards that people were more than willing to play. Yeah, you're right. And yeah. and then at a certain point, people are like, I guess it was kind of stupid of, a, of us to complain about this game when we put a lot of our expectations there. <laughs> yeah. But it's just another one of those other games that we do play with our friends. So yeah. I guess if someone asks us again, we'll be nicer about it. And this is an opportunity to ask again because they mm -hmm. made some yeah. sort of update, you know? I think if you already owned it also, it's it's much improved, I guess, but you didn't pay for it again. Like, well, you already had it. Paid 60 bucks for it when it came out. That kind of sucks. You, maybe you've, you've forgotten a little bit, but now I, you're like, well, I, I have this game and it's, it's better. I can play with my I, friends. At this, at this point though, are you allowed to be mad uh, in this, this situation that exists where, I, when, when this game came out, the writing was on the wall, we saw it. This, like I said, Ark, Conan, all these games yeah. that come out where you go, you are paying to get early access to be a beta tester. And if you don't like that, then don't buy it. Buy it. Yeah. Like you, it wasn't you positioned as early access, and it launched on console, which, which that was Sony, but it was Sony. But also, that implies if it's on a disc, it implies that it's a retail product, like that it's. I don't. I it's don't, a one point. I don't believe that anymore, because yeah, I, you're right. I, I, I don't know. It's. I, I hate to be the the older dad and be shame on you. And I look, I don't like the position the industry is in any more than anyone else. But uh, rather than sitting there and crossing my arms saying I don't like it. Uh, I'm gonna just cry about it. I'm just gonna go, okay, well, I'll just try to evolve and try to learn how to live within this world. And what I did was, what I think most rational people did, they looked at the uh, the wasteland or the uh, the battleground that was No Man's Sky. We all peeked over the wall and went, all right, I'll check back later. And I'm like, I have, I am, I will pick no side. <coughs> I will let you all fight amongst yourselves. And it is up to the developer and the publisher to make good on their promise. Let me know when you do that. There's about 600,000 other games I need to go play right now that are more than finished. I could even go back and play other games that were finished 10 years ago, and I'll go enjoy those. So as a consumer, that's sort of your responsibility now. Like I said, not crazy about it, but that's the world we are currently uh, squatting in. I, hmm. I, I do think we're at a point where people are losing more and more excuses for being as upset with a game as they were with No Man's Sky. Um, because Fortnite, the game Fortnite that people play is not the game Fortnite that was out first. Yeah. You know? Fortnite was entirely intended to be a different game, and then they pivoted because their engine is so versatile that they were able to, and now it's the, one of the most popular games on the planet, and people love it. 
but every single time people log in, they have to click away from what Fortnite was. <laughs> yeah, you're right. To play yeah. it. So you have, it's you have like two choices. You have Battle Royale and some other jumble of words. Some other that thing never, that no yeah. one's ever clicked on. Yeah. There's um, cobwebs on it now. So so you just have to understand that that's that's you've only kind of encouraged developers in a lot of ways to just get it out there and yeah, then figure uh-huh. out what it is later. See what the audience what, what they're gravitating to mm-hmm. in yeah. the game and then pivot and attach to that specific thing and when, develop further to it. When a game mm-hmm. like Fortnite is the most popular on the planet and then a sequel to Tomb Raider, a fir- or a third-person action-adventure game, does a tenth of the sale. I mean, not Fortnite's free, but like probably even less money. Does a hundredth of the money that Fortnite makes. Mm. If, uh, I mean, you're gonna you're just encouraging more and more developers, and it's fine, but you should be aware that it's happening to release something vaguely, mm-hmm. and then wait to see what the audience does with it, and then pivot that game in that direction. So you have to admire a game like A Way Out that mm. made it exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is what this game is. That nose kept getting bigger <laughs> every update. Um, did you end up going to that Tomb Raider? Huh? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Was it cool? It was very cool. Are you allowed to talk uh, about it? No, the embargo's not around yet. Okay, never, never, never. Yeah, Rise of the Tomb Raider coming up. Shadow of the Shadow, Tomb Raider. Yeah. Sorry. Rise I've been Raider. playing Rise a lot. So Have you? Yeah, I've been confusing it. So Rise of the Tomb Raider is very good, by the way. Holy crap. Yeah. I, I started it and just never finished it for some reason, but going back to it, it damn. There's still time. Everyone finish Rise before <laughs> Shadow comes out. My, uh, I, I, oh, sorry. No, you're talking about No Man's Sky. Yeah. Come I was just going to say, like, I, I was always curious. I'd love to see a window into any kind of influence or um, grooming that Sony may have had with Sean Murray went during the announcing of No Man's Sky. And because and, I was always curious whether they kind of like hyped him up to, to Thank you, Lawrence. popularize the, uh, I forget, lost my thought now. They kind of hyped him up to speak to the game in the way he did. Yeah, either either yeah. like one way or the other. Like they maybe somebody at Sony was like, "Hey, Sean, you might want to like back off on, like speak more specifically about what the game can and can't do," as opposed to saying, "Like, oh yeah, you can do this and that." Because he seemed to. Those interviews are weird. It seems like yeah. now retrospectively or retroactively, he was talking about potential as opposed to what was going to be in the game at launch. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I I love to have been a fly on the wall. But, but I mean, you look at interviews of like Sea of Thieves right now, or previously, and the developers just outward saying like, the game it is now is how it's going to be much different ten years from now. And that's when I go, cool, I'll see you, see you then. You yeah. know, I'm like, you, I know you guys are enjoying it, playing it, but it's it's not a game that I want to get into well, right now. Everyone, I, I know everyone, it's going to change in a year. Everyone I know who was playing it got tired of it, and they weren't they weren't on the uptick like. They're like, here you go, here's your update. And people are like, this is unusable. We can't do any, like the Megalodon Megalodon, stuff. They're like, do you realize what your player, you must have had statistics to see what your players are doing, and this does not at all match up with what the players are doing. It it reeked of like Destiny 1 stuff, Mm -hmm. where I still remember like one of those guns to get, it was was bad juju or whatever, and they're like, you must complete a strike 30 times. Like, you only have four strikes, 30 times. Uh, Okay, this is, you've just created a, a, a wall that's mm-hmm. large for no reason other than you don't have a lot of content in your game. Yeah. That's like the Megalodon where they're like, what is it? You, 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 you well, have to, it takes five people, yeah. but the party's only four. Yep. <laughs> Which means you have to somehow get someone else yeah. who, by the way, everyone on the internet is an asshole, uh, <laughs> to help you do it. Mm-hmm. 
And it's like, that's that's nonsense. And then that combined with server issues where, like if you talk to Dan and John and Jacob about like, and peak the shit that they had to go through where they would finally find someone to help them. And then while they were doing something separately to accomplish the task, the server would change over, thus putting them in a different map with different people. But can you imagine what the Polygon articles could have been? Seeing yeah. thieves bringing people together in unprecedented ways. Yeah, I have no stock in Polygon. I don't care. Oh. Yeah. I sold your stock. Someone on Polygon <laughs> plays a video game for one hour and writes a 2500 think piece about it. I don't know. I think IGN gave No Man's Sky with the update. They like re-reviewed it and gave it like did. a seven. And people lost their mind. I was like, no, oh, that feels about That's right. That's about right. What was their previous? I don't know. Probably much lower, Six. I assume. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Six. It's more kill streaks. Ten out of ten. Six. Whatever. I don't know. It's. I, I think it's it's cool that um, they were able to continue supporting a game. Yeah. I mean, to that point, um, oh boy, Adairas, Adairas. I don't know how to say the name, but somebody in chat uh, had a good point. I get that No Man's Sky isn't the greatest game ever, but you got to give credit to those devs for taking the criticism they got at launch and keep kept on working. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's. Uh, I do appreciate that they launched a platform and stuck with it, didn't just like bail out. Yes, and, what's the other option? Disappear? Uh, your yeah, job again. go well, back to working in IT somewhere? You, yeah. you, like, we've seen other developers <laughs> do that. Other devs have done that, <laughs> bail out when it gets tough. So. Well, it's like, uh, I mean, Gearbox is a good example. When it's like, here's aliens, colonial marines, and it, the video was a outright lie. And, oh, yeah. And then Borderlands 2 comes out, and they're like, what about aliens? Are you going to fix that? They're like, there's a new DLC pack for Borderlands. Like, well, what about that other thing you made? Like, mm-hmm. nah. Well, in in Gearbox's defense and also uh, prosecution, <laughs> you're the worst you have, lawyer. When you have a ton of money, you can do that. When you're Hello Games, that's true. You yeah, can't. It's true. either it's either the company folds, and everyone walks away and finds a new job somewhere else, mm-hmm. uh, or you keep working and you hope that you can salvage or you can get you can get the people that are there to keep supporting it. Cool. Yeah. Like that's those are basically your only options. Gearbox yeah. can go, ah, it didn't work, Battleborn sucks, and then move on to the next one because I have to imagine Gearbox. Sony was still funding them through this update, right? Well the game sold pretty well. Yeah. yeah. For the for the dev team and the amount of time they were putting into it. Mm. I imagine just through retail they probably cleared a decent amount of money to keep operating. But yeah, I, I'm not sure we'll what we'll never the, know those numbers. Yeah. I don't know, yeah. Who knows? Maybe what was the game that Hello Games made before? It was like Dirt Bike Bill Joe or something? Danger. It's oh, yeah. Joe Danger. Joe Danger. Yeah. Oh, and Joe Danger too. Yes. Yeah, I just thought that was such a weird story. They're of like, a cute little game. Yeah, here's a cute little side-scroller. Good By Joe the way, Danger. we've created a universe. Like, what? <laughs> you <laughs> love Joe Danger too. Uh, <laughs> now we bring you. Um, I I like No Man's Sky only because to me it feels, um, it feels kind of similar to VR. It's sort of a glimpse into the future. Like I, I feel like one day we're gonna get these one of these games. It's gonna be a like a Ready Player One level where it is an infinite universe, but instead of doing resource management, there is still like a Destiny um, attribute to it. Where like I like the combat in Destiny, but then there's not a lot to do in Destiny. So I was like, oh man, if someone could find a way to marry hmm. No Man's Sky and Destiny into one game, uh, where like you you can somehow manage both things, like that may be my perfect game. Or it's like I will never leave this place, um, but I wonder. We're still, I think we're we're still many years away, um, but it's a glimpse. I think you're you're getting 
we're, we're alpha testers in life. You, yeah, because you, Adam, you, you are describing something that that is sort of a hidden desire of a lot of video game players. is is kind of a single player crafted experience that is eternal, or that there is a series of computers making a game as you play it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that doesn't exist yet. And to a point, computers as we know them now can never do that. Uh, Not until we figure out quantum computing. Yeah, that's kind of the. It has to be like code writing code. And once we get there, we're in like Skynet territory, which is fine, man. Maybe that's where the human race is going. I welcome them. Yeah, but the. Take uh, me. The thing is, like, only as far as we know, and kind of ex as exemplified by the internet, you either the only way a uh, game can be single player forever if it's something like Tetris, where there's or, or like to a degree even chess or something like that, where there is an upper bound on the l human limit of the ability to play that game, and it's people pushing against that boundary as hard as they can. Some mm -hmm. rhythm games do that too, or it has to be multiplayer. You have to have a thinking human on the other end of well-crafted set of rules that will consistently apply a new and a fresh challenge for your brain to try to solve. That's just World of Warcraft, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, even World of Warcraft, it's like you have humans creating quests, but a lot of them turn into five bear pelts or mm -hmm. go there, get a thing, and come back. Right. Because the tool set you have to make those quests is also limited because that is also run on computers that are finite state machines. And yeah, yeah it's a... Uh, so it's weird. It's um, and I feel like uh, Sky or Star Citizen, excuse me, it's kind of in the same crowd. People bring up Elite Dangerous in this in this too. We're still in this era where humans have to make the content that other humans consume. For now, that's why like bot videos on YouTube are crazy. The fact that it, that bots might be able to reconstitute existing material and make something new that human eyes will want to watch. Man, once we cross over that gap, then our jobs get automated, and then we're like, we're like automotive workers that are asking for our jobs back. Gosh, what's going to happen then? I don't know. The robots play the games. Yeah. The robots make the games and the robots play the games. So what do we need us for? Nothing. We don't. we got to learn how to program the robots. We need to learn how to have sex with the robots. I was going to say pleasure the robots. Yeah. yeah. Please the robots. We're just going to be pleasure slaves to the robots. <laughs> Feed the robots. What a great future we're building for ourselves. Gosh. All because we were mean to No Man's Sky. I love pleasure future. <laughs> so la fight back is what I'm telling you, audience. If you don't want the robots to take over, Develop a more middling opinion about No Man's Sky next. No. Uh, that, but all, putting all that aside, though, it is it is a nice way to spend time with friends. Like you were talking the uh, Sea of Thieves experience. All the all the need for like context, meaning, and interest to go out the door when you're just hanging with friends and talking. So, uh, it's and it's half the price it used to be. So, I think I think it's worth checking out, especially on we're playing it on PC, and it seems uh, I've heard some people have issues with it. Who was it? Uh, oh, the menu I think, is I think Omar. You had to garbage like in that game. Omar had to reinstall like a new, like a uh, power. Yeah, yeah they put something. a new power supply. Oof. Yeah. I. I mean, that sounds related. Maybe I don't really. I don't know. I. I've had nothing but a, a decent time on it. Every problem I've had so far seems to be server side, like things disappearing. Uh, Jacob, I guess, had an issue where he was on a freighter and it just disappeared and he was just floating in space and then he died. Uh, so I'm like, with a game that has a permadeath yeah. mode, that yeah. seems unfair. <laughs> So, eh, whatever. I feel like permadeath is just, it's live streaming spice. That's why. Create more tension on behalf of the viewership. That's why Bruce and I did it. Yeah. We were like, Bruce and I streamed it, we were like, we'll do permadeath mode, that way it's exciting to watch. There's something at stake. Yeah, I, and, and yeah, you hit the nail on that. That's We didn't the, die. And Bruce, I think Bruce said someone invaded his game at one point. Uh oh. And immediately started trying to kill him. Uh, and then he just quit to the menu. I was like, oh, so, I guess nice permadeath. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if, they, if you can just get around that, I don't That's know. the internet, man, human behavior. Uh, speaking of which, there's actually a really cool article about weird human behavior, or we can talk about body lumps, whatever. We'll get to it in a minute. First, we got to hear from a sponsor, Mint Mobile. 
Uh, Mint is an independent cell phone network that will allow you to step away from a large, larger network you may be using right now. Specifically, Mint calls out AT&T's new administrative fee that they just latched onto every bill that got them $800 million in revenues for really doing nothing, aside from just throwing a generic fee onto bills. So uh, Mint would like to remind you that you do have a choice and maybe Mint would be something that could save you money and give them a middle finger to giant corporations. Uh, so basically it's a pay-as-you-go a la carte kind of service. Uh, they have two, five, and 10 gigabyte 4G LTE plans. That operates on the T-Mobile network, and if you go to their website, you can see what the coverage is like in your area. Luckily, I live in Los Angeles, so I am privileged to have pretty good coverage here. I actually switched over to Mint, and I've been, it's been totally fine ever since. I used to be on Google Fi. So there, there are some, when I travel, might get a little dicier, especially going to other countries, because Google Fi is really good about international travel. But in the money that I'm saving, it's definitely worth buying a data sim wherever I go and just using that. Uh, every plan also comes with unlimited talk and text, uh, so you don't have to worry about that. It's just pure data. Uh, and if you're not 100% satisfied, Mint has you covered with their seven-day money-back guarantee. So you can try it for a week, test the reception, test the data, see how it works for you. I found that most of the time I was just using four, around four gigabytes of data a month. Uh, so compared to Google Fi's plan and Mint's plan, I was overpaying by like 50 bucks a month. Now that I've switched, I get to keep all that in my bank account. Uh, and if you'd like to try it too, uh, you're welcome to. You can get a new wireless plan for starting at just $15 a month, plus free shipping on your Mint Mobile SIM card. Uh, just go to mintmobile.com slash dude. That's M-I-N-T uh, mobile, mintmobile.com slash dude. So thank you, Mint Mobile. Uh, appreciate it. Um, thank you for saving me money. Yes, you can applaud now. All right. So what would you guys like to talk about next? We got a uh, weird body lumps. Um, I'm, I'm fascinated to hear Adam's weird tooth story. Tooth? What? Well, you were showing your teeth. Head story. Uh, well, I just have a weird mouth. <laughs> There's no story there. Do you think That's it was genetics. the lump that threw your mouth off balance? No. Oh. Um, no, I, my hair's weird. I always, I always part it to one side. Uh, that was because they had some, they found some lumps on the back of my head. You can, you can kind of see it. I don't know if it looks like a bald spot, but <laughs> it's not. Yeah, um, <laughs> but they found some lumps there, and there's like a growth, and the insurance took care of it because they said it could potentially be cancerous. Mm. Uh, they did biopsy, said it wasn't. It was just I, I, I grow random lumps, or whatever. But when they cut it, they had to um, basically got a facelift in my twenties, <laughs> and they like pulled my head back, and that's why my hair's weird. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's it. So did they tell you what the lumps were? It was just a growth. I could just grow. Of what though? Skin. Skin. I don't know. People just Good, get lumps, man. you know? Remember, People do get lumps. Goiter, probably. Remember, uh, what's it, the dad from uh, Braveheart? The oh. king? Yeah. He had oh, yeah. lots he of had lumps. lumps. Yeah. He had, he had leprosy. Yeah, he had leprosy, right? Right. Yeah. That's <laughs> the lumps disease. Wait, King's <laughs> blood, they say. Isn't that the opposite of lumps? That's when your skin like rots and falls off. Well, it lumps up first. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Just so you know where it is. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's it. Yeah, I've got a lump now. What happened to your lump? Uh, well, I've had two lumps in my life. Uh, this is second lump. Uh, so, I don't know. I got it tight. Punch in on that, Omar. Yeah, there she is. Mm. You can kind of see it. Yeah, you can see it. Yeah, if I put it against my teeth, it's a little more visible. What and if it's, it's a reaction to your teeth whitening? Uh, well, uh, I'd be pretty delayed. I had my teeth whitened a while ago. Uh, but no, this is... So I had one of these in college. I was just eating like I do. Chomped the hell out of my lip. Swelled up. Was eating like two hours later. <laughs> chomped it again. And then it was swelled up and stayed that way. Um, and it stayed the way for like a month. I had to eventually go to an ENT, ear, nose, and throat doctor. They chopped it out of my face, sent it off to a lab. Turns out it's something called a mucoseal. 
So in your lip, you have all these little ducts that carry saliva and junk. And if one of them gets pinched off like a hose, it just bulbs, bulbs up under your lip. And sometimes it will heal, and then the saliva will just drain out. If it doesn't, then it just stays there forever, and they have like, to chop it out of your face. It's like hmm. getting like a goiter or a pimple when you're in your mouth. Yeah. What? So what is the difference between goiter and pimple? I don't know. We should look it up, though. I get like I will. I get painful cystic acne, and really all you can do, unless you like dig the shit out of it, is wait for it to drain back in. Mm. It's just all like your like sebum, sebum or whatever is just all clogged. Is that painful? Does no. It just feel like, oh. It's just squishy and it's in the way. Uh, okay, so a goiter is a swelling of the neck resulting from an oh, enlargement of the okay. thyroid gland. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, one of those gross, gross like assholes. from Seinfeld. And yeah, then, that, uh, that runs in my family, oddly enough. Oh, really? Oh, just yeah. pimples, yeah. My mom had that, so. Uh, also, the, uh, that was the Home Improvement episode where they thought Jonathan Taylor Thomas was going to die. Like, no, you just have a goiter on your neck. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. he, uh, he had a thyroid problem. Oh. That's all it was. Episode. I just remember watching the episode and my mom's like, oh, I, I have that. I just, th- just take a pill. Kid's a puss. <laughs> like, thanks, Mom. Much like Home Improvement, we're uh, converting mundane medical problems into blockbuster entertainment. Uh, I don't know. Is that what we're calling it now? Yeah, sure. Dana Carvey. My, I know. That, that's the best part of that story, yeah. sadly. You know talking about the Dana Carvey show? No. This is what, only six episodes or something like that? Yeah. And uh, like they were the follow-up to Home Improvement on NBC or whatever it was. Yeah. But every episode of the Dana Carvey show had a... Uh, sponsor brought to you by, you know, Dana Carvey Show brought to you by, you know, so they did Mug Root Beer. And they do the, uh, <laughs> they do the episode of Home Improvement of like, uh, Zach's gonna die or whatever on a very touching episode of Home Improvement followed by the Dana Carvey Mug no. Root Beer. Yeah, followed by the Mug Root Beer Dana Diet Carvey Mug Show. Root Diet Mug Root Beer Dana, Dana Carvey, Carvey Show. Because yeah. they changed the, ti- the official title of the episode. <laughs> they basically sold the... F- Title of the show as a sponsorship yeah. opportunity yeah. So every week. All the graphics week. say that yeah. in their promos. Mm-hmm. The documentary that's on Hulu, they talk about that. Yeah. It's hilarious. But then they show that clip back to like Stephen Colbert mm-hmm. and Dana yeah. Carter, everyone who was on the show. So funny. And they just, you see these guys crack up. Like, they know they're such assholes. <laughs> one of the funniest things I've seen in so long. Uh, also, man, like Dana Carvey show was so damn good. Mm-hmm. It was like the shit they got away with. Yeah. Well, it was just the funniest people allowed to do whatever they wanted. Yeah. I think it is a generational and a time thing because I remember when it premiered watching it with my grandfather because we loved Dana Carvey from SNL. Mm -hmm. He did not like the Dana Carvey show. It was was not his thing, you know? It's It's the kind of comedy comedians do. There's a certain comedy that comedians do that's supposed to appeal to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And then there's comedy that comedians do that's supposed to appeal to comedians. They're bored and so they're... Yeah, because they're trying to do something they haven't seen before. So it generally goes into absurdism. But then the problem is as absurdism catches on, then you have to find a new way to push into absurdism because that's the only stuff that surprises you. So like, yeah, stuff like really low five footage of the two of them going up to a drive-thru, paying the person and driving away before they get the food. They're like, oh, what a prank, what a prank. Like, it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense. And if you're not looking for something new, you're like, this doesn't fit in with any of my pockets, my knowledge of comedy and the things that make me laugh. Well, they did the bit, what was it? Waiters who are... uh who are nauseated by food. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's Stephen Colbert and um, Steve Carell. Mm-hmm. And they're just reading off the menu. And the whole, it, Steve yeah. Carell, the only thing Steve Carell is doing is go, yeah. while Stephen Colbert's reading off the menu. It's stupid and it shouldn't yeah. work. And it's like one of the funniest things ever and the show got canceled. So well, here they we are. Also, they also did the one 
where it's just the Academy Awards <laughs> and it's the nominees for Best Foreign Film and it's literally just them doing the most offensive impressions that they're capable of. Oh. Yeah. And that's the only thing. There's no other commentary joke. or joke other than the fact that Dana Carvey is wearing like uh, a... <laughs> Uh, top, a bowl cut, a bowl cut <laughs> and like big dark rim sunglasses doing a, a, offensive, a really yeah. offensive Chinese accent <laughs> and that's it yeah that's the whole joke of it and there's and and Steve like, Carell is a Middle Eastern man yeah. and like yeah it's, uh, and then what's his face? Uh, uh, Colbert is uh, Gregory Peck mm-hmm. doing doing an amazing impersonation of Gregory Peck but yeah. like you watch the thing and you're like there's no joke here it's just the joke is them yeah. doing the, that. The yeah. whole thing is a joke. Going, the so whole good. thing is that like, why is this a sketch? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess can you guys pinpoint something that is both broadly appealing but also surprising to comedians or people who have spent a, a while in comedy? It's um, tough, right? I'm, I was trying to think. I mean, everything Hannibal catches Burris. on event eventually. I guess. Uh, yeah. Eric well, but Andre Hannibal has... Burris doesn't do Hannibal Burris in in the his comedy is way different. Than all these studio movies that he's been appearing in. That's a good point. So the comedies don't reflect his humor. He's just yeah. smart enough to say yes to those roles, so that way he can get paid. There, um, there are so many comedians that have historically done that. Like when you think of Dave Chappelle being in You've Got Mail, and you're like, Dave Chappelle mm-hmm. was Tom Hanks' best friend mm-hmm. in You've Got Mail. Yeah. Something's not adding up there. <laughs> I, I'm but, surprised that you've seen You've Got Mail. It's a I've good seen movie. I've a hundred times. I've never seen it. Oh my it's, God. So I'm obviously not a big romantic comedy person, but You've Got Mail is like, it's Nora Ephron, who's, who is a great writer, and it's, it's actually the same, Was it Sleepless in Seattle? People. Hey. She did Sleepless in Se- She wrote Sleepless in she Seattle. She wrote directed. Oh. That was like Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner directed yeah. it. You've Got Mail is better than Sleepless in Seattle. Okay. Yeah. Wasn't You've Got Mail first? Sense. You know where I live. Come at me. Okay. I mean, Sleepless in Seattle was the like. Was the cash in off of You Got Mail, right? No. 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 Got was the other way around? Oh. Yeah. I mean, it also wasn't. Sequel. Yeah. It, it's sort of like Runaway Bride. It goes. When it's like, it goes. you love them in Pretty Woman. Yeah. Oh, They're yeah, back in this like trash. Jonah Hill and Emma Stone have that Netflix show that's coming mm-hmm. out. Yeah, what yeah. is it? It's. I was like, oh, super like, bad again. I think it's two oh. people that are doing a weird experimental yeah, test too. together for mm. some agency, secret agency or whatever. Okay. There was a very vague teaser that came out, but. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if we were like clamoring for them to get back together after Superbad. Um, Here's how it goes. All right. It goes, sleepless in Seattle, okay? (laughs) Okay. Then it goes, City of Angels. Okay. 13 going on 30. Wait, are we just doing Meg Ryan movies though? This is just movies. No, no, not necessarily. These are just movies of the time. What's the hierarchy These are movies. I was saying from worst to best. A good Meg Ryan romantic comedy is French Kiss. Because you have Kevin Klein in it. Sleepless in Seattle, okay? <laughs> is the worst? Yeah, it's the worst. Was Harry okay. Met Sally? Then, uh, not on the list. Damn it. Not even on the list. Ten things? One fine day. I keep trying to guess. Hold on. And then we got You've Got Mail. Top. Wait, wait well, City of Angels was in there at one point. Yeah, yeah. It, that was, that was, it was Sleepless in Seattle, City of Angels, One Fine Day, oh, okay. You've Got Mail. I've never seen one. Bed of Roses? No? All right. 
I've, I've, never, those I've never seen the Sunset Trilogy or whatever. Oh, the first yeah. one's okay. First, first one's, one's real good. good. I liked it a lot. Link, Link, Link. I haven't seen any other, other two. I said, hey, Link, see you later. And then I saw Battle Boy, and that was a pretty good you, movie. Right. Yeah. Battle Boy? About a boy. Battle Boy. Oh, yeah. Battle Boy. Battle, battle Boy <laughs> The story great. of one man who fought in a battle. But he's a boy. Yeah, at first. <laughs> <laughs> but then we filmed again five years later. He's still fighting. <laughs> oh, God. Can Meg Ryan save him? A Battle Boy's good. I've watched Battle Boy. Yeah, about a boy. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? Turbo Boy sucks. It's also it's called like it. Boyhood, by the way. What did I say? About a boy? He said no. about a boy. About oh, about a boy, boy is a different movie. movie. I know, but he's talking about Richard Linklater. No, I got it. I got it mixed up. But about a boy. Okay, I'll make my list. Boy, it's boy movies. movies. <laughs> Omar, hit the hot topic button. Please. It goes. Top movie is about a boy. There it is. Okay. Hold yeah. on. I'll wait for this. Stay in. Best yeah. boy movie is about a boy. Okay. Second best movie is. Is Boyhood a Problem movie? Child. Boyhood, Boyhood is the one. Boyhood's the one. That's on the bottom. What does about it, Boys in the Hood? Second. Does it have to have Boy in the title or does it literally have to be about a small male child? Lost Boys could be on there except so would Boy half, in the title. half that movie's trash. Mm. Half that movie's trash? Basically. What half? The vampires. <laughs> oh, how dare you? Half they the, were the coolest. So the one who was uh, <laughs> the, the Bill and Ted one. What's his face? He's, he's the worst vampire. He's one of the vampires. Oh, um, yeah. Um, uh, Bill, not Ted. Unless, mm-hmm. I forget who's who. I used to have his, his name. He's a Alex director. Alex Winter. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. He is, there, there's some amazing moments where the vampires are like, basically going, ha, 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 Like, he's biting me. When Kiefer Sutherland is like, bad boy. Gotcha. You're eating maggots. And he's like, ah, maggots. And he goes, kitten, Chinese food. And you're like, ah, Chinese food. You remember that? I do. It's stupid. <laughs> it's awesome. They were so cool. They would hang out. They would sleep fucking, upside down. Remember that had a greasy sax man. <laughs> greasy sax man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lost I, remember, Boys. I remember Greasy sax man. I saw I mean, it recently like, and I hated was, it. Could we miss We missed it. If we were in our early 20s, in like the early 90s, we would have been living large. You'd go to the you'd go to the amusement park and you'd watch Med play the saxophone. That was the coolest thing you could do. And you couldn't tell anyone about it. it yeah. Was, like, not, well, not globally. Your you diet was, just... was 90% cotton candy. <laughs> Chance uh, to dream. I, they, this, they explored this in, uh, what is that movie? Uh, Midnight in Paris. It was always... But it was uh, Owen Wilson's character like, oh, I was just born in the wrong time. <laughs> That's my problem, I was born in the wrong time. And then they time travel again because he's in the 20s or whatever. And they go back even further because yeah. she's the chick he's with, uh, yeah. uh, Nolan Wall. Right, Marion Yeah, she's like, I was born in the wrong time. He's like, what are you talking about? Trying to the best. She goes, no, no, man. The 1890s is the shit. <laughs> well, I think the term they call it is golden era thing. Yeah. Where you think See? that. The oh, time that's the thing. You you would go to the 90s. I need to make Midnight in Paris James edition. There he I go goes back. into Lost Boys. <laughs> Everyone, he's playing the saxophone. Everyone's rollerblading. Cotton candy. But they find another time machine. Like, oh, man, if we just went to the 70s, it'd be great. And they go there, and it's summer. Sam and everyone's killing each other's oh. Colts and shit. No way. Oh my God. I feel like it's chicks in Not really short. Tiny jeans. They have pancake jeans. They're wearing nineties jeans now. They're no, back. Not the bad. short ones. The butts are bigger now, and they're not better. Not short ones, and their hair was big, big hair, big hair, and I saxophones. Was so <laughs> excited for the Summer of Sam movie when it was coming out <laughs> with John Leguizamo. Yeah, I was really excited. Really? Yeah, it was not that. Summer good. of Sam. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, like, I know, because it's like, what if we told the story of the uh, the the son of Sam? 
except that he's not really in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's just everyone being John afraid. John and that was the problem. I was, you know, I really liked horror. I still love horror movies, but at the time, you know, I was so into it, and it was a waste. It was like a shitty Zodiac. Yeah, it was, exactly. That's the exact way. Except it is. no one watched That's Zodiac exactly when it came out. Zodiac's a great movie. Yeah, I don't know. I, was, I think. David summer, some summer of Sam and like Stir of Echoes then came out on the same oh, day. Yeah. Stir, Stir of Echoes, Echoes is, is good. That's the better version of the Sixth Sense. Remember Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> yeah, with that. So we go Sixth Sense. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Stir of Echoes. I'm our hot topic button. Oh wait, he's done. Uh, yeah, also, yeah. That Matthew McConaughey one was a different movie. That was one with Bill Paxson. That you're thinking of. What's that? Stir of Echoes is Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that was Kevin Bacon. With, I thought. Uh, oh, Ashley Judd and. The first one where he looks really Along old. Along Came a Spider. Yes, Along is Along Came a Spider. Oh, yeah, we're going. Was so Morgan Freeman? What is it? We're going. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst one? What was the first one? The worst one? is Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense is the worst. <laughs> okay. Because it relies on its twist. Then we're going to go to <laughs> Stir of Echoes. Which is good. Which is good. So wait, what's the, what's the category? Horror. I see dead people movies. <laughs> oh, just horror in general? No, it's just. Horror movies that came out in 1999. It's like. What about Cube? Uh, no, too science-based. And then Horizon? Also too science-based. Okay. Canadian. They're it's... also thrillers, but not. What's the <laughs> one? You're, Isn't the Kevin the Bacon ring? one? No, Ke Kevin not Bacon is where he digs up his yard. That's yes. like 90% of the movie is he's like, there's a ghost! He <laughs> digs so. up his yard. Not not What's not the fucking Matthew McConaughey one? It's the one with Bill Paxton where it's like... Where you think that he's telling the story, but he's telling his own story. Is that the one about. with the, the, the dad and the sons and all yeah, that yeah. stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, the you gotta that. lock him in the barn. It's a good movie. Locks him in the barn. Think about it. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I forget. It's like it's chat probably. Knows. I'll look it up. God damn. Or I don't know. Just type in Bill Paxson, uh, Matthew McConaughey movie. This is like Matthew McConaughey pre-True Detective when it was like was still big. It was a gamble to put him in a movie, but especially. He only surfed in movies. <laughs> well, on five set. Years ago. So this is what, late 90s you're saying? Yeah. yeah. Mighty Joe Young. No. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Vertical That's, Limit. That's a good thriller. Vertical Limit's not a bad movie. Wait. <laughs> I was joking. Vertical Limit, the one with, with uh, the what's your face one. from the, the craft? Vertical Probably. Limit. Probably. Yes. There's a cliffhanger. Drops them. Oh. Wait, uh, <laughs> Robin uh, Tooney. Uh, it had Jerry O'Connell. No, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Chris, yeah. 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 Robin Tooney. Hold on. What's bad. Matthew McConaughey movie? I'm still looking. Uh, Frailty? Frailty. That's, That's the one. What year did it come out? 99? Oh, one. Oh, 2001. Oh, oh maybe. Not it's on the not list. Fair. Directed by Bill uh, Paxton. Yeah. That was the golden era. The late Love you, Bill. When Bill Paxton was directing oh, stuff. Bad movie. Man, Man, there was a stretch of really bad movies. I guess some good ones came out, I guess. Like but what? I, I can't think of one. A good movie or a bad movie? Oh, a what? good movie. Oh. And turn of the turn of the millennium cinema. What are you well, we were talking Dracula about the other 2000. day, how like Matrix came out and everyone was like, so people like trench coats? And like, yeah. I don't think that's what it's about. The trench X coats, versus gotcha. Sever yeah. movement. Yeah. Trench coats. Yeah. Got yeah. it. More yeah. trench coats. More piercings. Remember? Trench coats. Rap rock. Sunglasses. And then hyper like a lot of quick cuts. That's mm -hmm. what you need. We need to watch Ballistics X versus Sever. We need to watch Ballistics X versus Sever. We need and to play the Game Boy Advance game. And the Specialist. <laughs> Assassins. assassins, yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Movies where you see Sylvester Stallone's ass. <laughs> Give it to me. <laughs> a lot of them. Like, we got Sharon so nude in the shower. I'll do what, it. What is, no one asked. What, why, is, why is she being covered up by that man's ass? I like the. <laughs> Stop he, it. In a movie that wasn't about him, Rocky V, he still managed to get his ass in there. Really? Yeah. In the prologue, oh, like, yeah. they show those post Ivan Drago scenes and he's in the shower, like, I'm shaking, I can't stop shaking. Be sure to get his ass out there. Woo! Oh, good for him. Yeah, good for him. What, I, what's his ass in Demolition Man? Yes, because he's got frozen. He's. Yeah, he's all banged yeah. up. Yeah, that's like that. I like that. Like, 
You killed 30 people, John Spartan. We'll freeze you for 15 years. Yeah, you won't know any of it. <laughs> and then we're going to give you some special powers when you get out. <laughs> uh, this doesn't sound like much of a punishment. Also, your prison cell takes up so much room. Oh my god, and the, just the cost of freezing. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Also, if there's an, a huge, massive earthquake, we'll keep you safe. Don't worry. We yeah. prioritize the prisoners. Yeah. Even though most people are going to die in the earthquake. And we will let the guy, River Phoenix, or was it uh, Simon Phoenix, will be released first. Yeah. Even though he did the murdering. Also, again, we're giving him special powers on the way out. <laughs> Superhuman strength and martial arts skills. And very smart. Yep. And you are going to get to knit. <laughs> oh, Welcome right. back to society. That was uh, his integration. Please friend. don't curse. This is an awesome movie. Awesome movie. Speak though, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, San Diego Comic-Con did a... Demolition Man, Taco Bell. The line was four hours long. Almost, almost went down to San Diego just for that. No. Glad I didn't, even though I heard it was awesome. Um, but I heard that they didn't even play Jolly Green Giant on the piano uh -huh. there, which is nonsense. And I felt bad for our European friends who come overseas to San Diego Comic Con because they were like, "Why isn't this a pizza, pizza hut? hut?" Well, because they're in America. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, hey, don't knit your own clothes. Get get new clothes from Stitch Fix. Who's sponsoring this podcast? Stitch Fix is a great service. Stitch Fix will allow you to get a curated box of clothing in the mail as often or as infrequently as you like. So uh, essentially, you can uh, fill out a style profile, and then uh, a stylist will be assigned to you, and then they'll pick out clothes according to that, put it in a box, ship it to you. Uh, that fee is twenty dollars, but if you decide to keep any of those articles of clothing, that fee is applied to that article of clothing. So it's essentially free styling if you decide you want anything, and if you end up shipping it back, it's a $20 fee. It's honestly not that bad to, uh, to have somebody with style and taste try and clothe you appropriately. And if you're a t-shirt and jeans person, you might be able to use the expertise of somebody that knows how to wrap a body in something visually appealing. It's actually kind of cool too, because as you, as you go along and you get the various boxes, you can also uh, leave reviews and notes on the uh, the articles you get, whether you really like them or you would like them if this one thing were changed and stuff like that. And that all applies to your profile and then in the future when your stylist is picking out new clothes, they review all of that and tailor that to you. So the more you put into it, the more you get out of it, that sort of thing. Uh, you can get it whenever you want. It's not a subscription service. So you can get it uh, scheduled or you can just a la carte go on, say, I feel like another box. Please send me one. Uh, just if you're feeling fancy on a given weekend, do a little uh, little makeover in your bedroom. Got to put on CoverGirl or Vogue. Put on all those clothes if we're talking like late 90s uh, makeover sequences. I should make a video that's a hyper cut down of like all of those. Anyway, uh, you should go to stitchfix.com slash dudesoup to check it out. Uh, you, get, you will get a 25% discount on your box when you keep all five items in it. Uh, once more, that's stitchfix.com slash dudesoup. To get started, it's actually kind of fun to take the little quiz I learned a lot about myself, honestly, in terms of like themes that I like and colors that I like and cuts that I like. One had to actually stare at them all in a grid and pick the ones that I liked. So, once more, that's stitchfix.com/dudesoup, and get 25% off when you keep all five items in your box. Thank you, Stitch Fix, for the sponsorship. Uh, all right, so you're moving on. Got some other things here. Moving on, we're talking about demolition, man. Yeah, oh, we I can keep talk about talking about demolition. Man. Remember how they? Oh like, yeah, Elise, what have you had removed? Yeah, I have some cancer on my back. Let's it's move along. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I watched them. Cut was it, it actually? Out. Was it actually like they tested it and they were like, "Yeah, this is super yeah, cancerous." Is well, you know, it's basal cell carcinoma, which is a non-deadly skin cancer. But it would have. You kept don't want to get it on your spreading. face, right? Pardon? It would have kept growing and spreading. If yeah, it would have kept expanding. Ugh. So you would but have had a lump. 
but it creates the thing is if you can get it to grow in the right places, like on your forearm or on your back, Huge. it's shields. Yeah, because you can't destroy. No, it. it's like an open wound. Oh, it, it hurts. So you're basically an X Men, <laughs> but one yeah. of the gross ones that has to stay in the sewer. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm very diligent with sunscreen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes. So you, 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 you see that video? They recorded someone with a UV camera. Yeah. And they're putting on sunscreen. I was like, I oh, told man. you the aerosol works. It does. You're telling me the aerosol but, don't but, work. But then you have to rub it in. Yeah. Of yeah. course you rub it in. I need that camera on me. So I can I see where we were. You just want to do blackface, but safely. I'm gonna sunburn. Yeah. Because he was too proud to ask anyone. We talked about this. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Okay. We talked showed about, it off. I thought you were going to say, when we were on vacation, we talked about you. <laughs> well, I'm very... And your sunscreen. I know how I feel about the, the, the sunscreen. Sun. You hate it. No, I... Oh. She loves the sun. I love the sun, but I have, to, yeah. I have to... It's my greatest strength and weakness. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, now I have a tan of little blotches on my back and then uh, one on my left thigh. Oh. That's it. Perfect man. <laughs> James has Gorgeous. a weird bone in his chest. So you oh, guys want to hear about my lumps? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, So when I was like... Probably 12 or something, I noticed that I had a, a lump here. And it turns out I had to go get it checked. Because they were like, who knows, why has he got a lump in his chest? And it turns out that my sternum just grew too much on one side. So it's like, it's it's even thickness, except this side is also bigger. So I was like, so I was like, guess I better pump up those pecs. Huh. Um, okay. So there's that. And then I also had a lump in my balls. And so then I had to go and get that checked, and that was fun because I was like 14, lying on my back as a really like Michael Clark Duncan-sized dude came in and then lubed up his hands, and then went like <laughs> that, and had to basically hold my scrotum as he like did cut. like no not cut uh, just like scanned because they had oh, to do like him around. X ray or whatever mm -hmm. sonogram whatever make sure the baby's all right. He's doing that. <laughs> Good yeah. job. Yeah, and then he also yeah. apparently he told me like you got to stick your finger up my butt yeah. at the time because that's how you get it. And he goes, finger's out. not big enough. Okay, I guess yeah. I'm bigger. Gotta go too. But that wasn't that Still wasn't not big enough either. You just have lumpy balls, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Nothing came of that. Nope. Mm. So something came. <laughs> <laughs> can't watch the island the same way anymore. <laughs> I Michael Clark Duncan. I I've only saw it once, and I saw the scene with Michael Clark Duncan. It was the, on at the gym. The scene where so he's watching on mute. Yeah. <laughs> Ball crying. squeezing? Yeah, they're just, they're just pulling away and then uh, because McGregor's he, like in the corner going, He's yeah. a clone of a football player and the football player got hurt. So yeah. then he had to, he had to basically like be, they harvest you, him. You want what? A, you, want a, you want a more real and like ultra depressing version of the island? It's a movie called Never Let Me Go. Surrogates? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Alex Garland did. Yeah, and it's yeah. just like, God, that was rough. Yeah, if you want to be mentally kicked in the balls, <laughs> mentally watch that movie. in the balls. The yeah, real rough. Fuck, too, man. But... Yeah, it it made me like Andrew Garfield, and then I saw Spider Man, and I don't like him anymore. No, so close. <laughs> Almost had Adam. I'm I'm still back to zero. Before I'm, you move on to the next topic, Lawrence, I just want to say that we've had No Man's Sky footage on behind us for the last hour, mm -hmm. and all they've been doing is hydroponic bullshit. Welcome to No Man's Sky. I mean, part I, of it is this, the person spent literally 10 minutes just trying to figure out where to put the first one. Drove me crazy. No Man's Sky. I don't, this is, it's, it's one of those games that's semi-therapeutic, because you just, it's like a zen garden, where you're mm -hmm. like, I'm just doing my thing, um, not great for gameplay content, I don't think. We'll see how our videos perform, but uh, I don't know. Like maybe stream content, maybe if it's just like kind of a background thing, but 
man oh man it's just there's it's a it's to me it's a fairly boring game this but person, that doesn't make it bad. This psychopath just flew out of their ship, turned around, and flew back in their ship. Yeah, because he's trying to make it pretty. I think when you when you land, it it recycles or regenerates certain things in your oh in your frigate. Yep, no man's sky. Mm-hmm. Oh no man's sky. No man's sky. No man's sky. All right. Uh, I guess on to, to Fortnite corner, uh, which I really should develop a graphic for. That again lives and dies on those graphics. Uh, Wall Street Journalist is a sign of the times kind of thing. Has an article about. Hiring Fortnite coaches for your children's kind of like you'd hire like a piano instructor or something like that. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. People are getting people are paying other people like 20, 30 bucks an hour to tutor their kids about how to win at Fortnite. What the? Yeah, you didn't you didn't think it was gonna get to this? So <laughs> this is I, Ender's game. Basically, I pulled out a few quotes from the article of, of like parents explaining their motivations and also kids talking about it. Uh, quote, there's pressure not to just play it, but to be really good at it, uh, said Mrs. Hicks or Ms. Hicks a project manager from Winchester, England. You can imagine what it was like for him at school. So yeah, kids are kids are giving each other shit because they haven't gotten a victory royale yet. Oh, God. Uh, Rob hopes his friends find out, or excuse me, Rob hopes his friends don't find out how he upped his game. Quote, they'll probably think I'm cheating or something, he said. That's how 10-year-old kids work. There's an article about it. Yeah, well, yeah, now it's out, but you don't have to tell anyone. You don't. Uh, Nick Menon was happy to pay $20 an hour for his 12-year-old son, Noble, to take Fortnite lessons. The dad is currently already dreaming of a scholarship, or at least some tournament money. Uh, Fortnite creator Epic Games recently did put $100 million in tournament prizes. Mm. Some colleges court gamers with financial incentives uh, to join their varsity teams. This is happening. Also, just if you're good at Fortnite, you can maybe turn some cash on Twitch. These are becoming career options. Can we go full screen on the uh, image from the Wall Street Journal real quick? I just want to point out Spider-Man crawling away. From <laughs> him and Roomba trying to get out of the hell that is a middle-aged man teaching child to play Fortnite. Is that is that the dad? I think that I think yeah. that is the tutor. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, no, wait, it's no, his, it's, it's the dad, twelve-year-old sorry. son. Yeah, you're right. Gotcha. You're right. I just like Spider-Man. Trying to get me out. <laughs> he named his son Noble. Thwip, thwip away. Really? Yeah. What's, yep. What a strange name for. That's millennials, dude. Or I guess these are Gen Zers. But yeah, maybe also, you... I have those blinds, and they suck. Because the people who put them in before I moved in didn't do a good job making them, cutting them, or whatever. Yeah, take that. Uh, take that, humans. Uh, there's also a quote, I want them to excel at what they enjoy. Ewan Robertson said of his sons Alexander, 10, and Andrew, 12. He hired them a Fortnite coach in June who can stay as long as the children keep up their grades. Uh, quote, within one week, I actually got a solo win, Mr. Giles said. The other dads I play with congratulated me. I earned a little credibility with my son and his friends, and my wife and daughter made fun of me. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Giles' 13-year-old daughter, Morgan, says, quote, It's kind of cool but weird at the same time. Uh, she dislikes how her dad screams with delight whenever he wins a match. Quote, it's annoying. So, if you... This is the world we live in, where you your dad's like, sink, Ooh, I got a victory! Yeah! If you have to sink to your child's level for them to think you're cool, you have failed That's what parent. it always is, though, isn't no. it? No, okay, your, your children should look up to you and go, I want to be able to throw a baseball with you, Dad. You know, never. Man. And they, says they, the guy without a dad. Yeah, he's there. Just <laughs> don't talk to him. I threw catch with dad on weekends. I, Adam and I have a catch sometimes. Yeah. Well, I throw things at you. <laughs> you don't yeah, catch have, them. Because we have a catch together. I think it's it's like kind of nice. I, I mean, I guess endearing. I think that's okay. Stop, stop trying to impress your kids. They don't, you know. The, impress? No. Spend time with. Spend yeah. time, sure. I only ever spent time with my dad when I was doing what he wanted to. Here's good. Here's the truth. The <laughs> truth sucks. of the matter is, for the longest time, video games are associated with young people, and that's been going on for like 30 years now. So it makes sense that the people that like video games are 40 years old and have kids, and are they're like they're like shit like. 
find an excuse to play video games. Like, like Elise and I will do it where we'll try and like pitch each other on games, knowing that it means we get to play the games we want to play with each other. Mm-hmm. It opens up time. I think this is no different than that. If the dude wants to play, he's like, he's like, yeah, I want to play video games, and he likes Fortnite, mm-hmm. and his kids are into it. Then that's just yeah. like that's just saving time. I guess you know? it's like if your if your kid was like, hey, you want to go throw a ba- uh, football with me? Mm. And you were Fuck like, up, Dad. Fuck, I wish my kid would play Overwatch. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he's not good enough. He can't ca- <laughs> Adam, carry his ass. Let me let me spin a spin a scenario for you. Sure. You sink to your kid's level, but you're always better than them. Yeah. So duh. you're playing Fortnite and you knock them out every time. You victory royale and you just lean in the doorway. Hmm. Another win for me, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, we would have to play. We'd have to play with a team. I can't be matched up against them. You just find them. Yeah, so he would, I would just leave him behind. Okay. Yeah. So you play and duos. Then, and then I go, you watch. Make sure that they're always seeking then, any kind of acceptance. But that's, I, I suck at Fortnite anyway. So you gotta like, step up your game, gotta hire a coach. No. Here's the thing with these kids. Here's a, here's a tip for you. Use a mouse and keyboard, assholes. Pay me. Yeah. <laughs> There's your, I'm your coach. Part of it. Yeah. You, uh, First, buy the three thousand dollar computer. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, well, there wasn't that a whole thing. Like they're some also people... they're playing on one screen. What's happening here? Maybe they have two TVs. This is like the first a, episode of iZombie, photo op. where they're playing a single player game together. How's that work? Rob, yeah. who apologized to you for that? I do not accept his mm. apology. <laughs> oh, similar to Charlie's Angels when there's two kids playing Final Fantasy VIII. Oh, yeah, yeah. come on, guys. Sense. No one on set raised their hand. Yeah. I'm sure someone didn't. Got fired. Oh. I think as long as like these parents still make sure their kids have a well-rounded life. Mm-hmm. There's, it, it, you know, I don't, I don't think it's probably Well-rounded in the sense that they have like, maybe an iPhone that's a year old? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, they have other interests, they go outside. They still they focus bang. on school. They're not just, like, I mean, there are football players that like, they ride on their football scholarship. Yeah. They don't, yeah. You know, it's been, it was a big scandal at UNC, right? That, what, what, what did James do at UNC? The football uh, players were not actually like excelling academically. They were getting oh, their stuff doctored so they the, could ride their scholarships. Yeah, That's pretty age old. African American studies department wasn't doing its due diligence, and so a lot of people were just getting free grades. That's been happening for a long time. Yeah. Isn't that a that's a it's a time-honored tradition. Well, yeah, then again, okay. I mean, that's it. You have to wait for the headline when there's an esports pro that's skating through college and. His grades have been given a pass because he's so good at Fortnite. Sorry, they shouldn't be gendered. So I hope that, like, that's why I hope that, like, at least they're still invested in school and, like, you know. Yeah, I like the quote from the parents, like, well, they keep their grades up, and this is yeah. what they want to do, and they want to be good at it. So, yeah. mm-hmm. what's the problem? Uh, yeah. and, uh, real quick <clears throat> shout out to the Wall Street Journal. Um, great website design, uh, but you're using an image from the single player part that yeah. nobody no plays. one knows what that is. Bum, bum, so bum. Any child that you want oh, yeah. to read this article. He's gonna look at that and go, who are those four people? Yeah. Or that uh, child will cancel their Wall Street Journal subscription. Yeah. While we're using their dad's credit card. Yeah, we just anyway. gave away the entire article. Sorry, Wall Street Journal. Oops. But that's oh, yeah, journal. You, you pay for it. We pay for it collectively. Funhouse. I'm does. paying for it? You're yes, you are. What the fuck? I need to read more of the Wall Street Journal. You do. <laughs> it's been there. You got a shared login. Oh, I should read. Uh, also, in in other like this is the world we live in uh, headlines, this actually really is really fascinating to me. So there was a game uh, called Abstractism that was on the Steam Marketplace. It was later found to have a what is highly suspected to be a cryptocurrency miner in it. Nice. That's pretty, that's pretty deep web unto itself, but it gets deeper than that. So, uh, all right, this is gonna take a bit of an explanation. So, you guys know Steam trading cards, right? Mm-hmm. They are generated as you play a game, uh, and that led to something called Idolmaster, 
It's a play on Idol Master, the other thing. Anyway, it was basically just a script that would run games from your Steam library while you weren't there, close them. So once you had enough cards, it would close the game and launch the next one. Generate a bunch of Steam inventory, and then you could sell those cards on the Steam marketplace and generate money out of the games you bought. Then that started this weird meta game where people would try to buy games at cheaper prices than they could sell the cards for, and essentially come out with positive revenue from Steam. Then it led to people making games that you could get easy cards from that were sold very cheaply on like Russian third-party code trading sites. Essentially, Steam's marketplace has opened up weird financial loopholes before, and it happened again. So this game, not only did it ship with malware, uh, it also generated Steam items, which are not cards. So these are like Team Fortress weapons or stuff like that. There's a digital inventory. It would generate a bunch of like meme stupid items. The Initially, actually, it generated an item that was visibly identical to a very rare item from Team Fortress. So people would sell it, and other people would accept the trade when they didn't really fully inspect the listing. So they would get a junk item for like $200. Pretty smart. Mm. But then that started drawing attention, so they changed it. Now it's just a bunch of meme items like Gaben's Banhammer, and uh, actually I have to look them up because they're kind of funny. Uh, this, this all originally comes from a YouTuber, Sid Alpha, originally did a whole expose on this. Let me see if I can find the items because, uh, yeah, so there's the band hammer. There's also the uh, gay box, open if gay. Uh, should come with gay key. Let me find the gay key. It's very exciting. Well, anyway, it's, it's just a bunch of like internet meme stuff. Mm -hmm. Seems harmless. I understand. Yes, it's a gay, yeah. Do you understand? I mean, that's, that's universal though. Uh, sort of. So here's, here's, here's where it all gets like criminal mastermind territory. The items are dropped at a specific time while the game is running. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and that time gets longer and longer. And it resets every week. So you have to keep the game running, which means that the crypto miner is running. You have to launch it at specific times every week to get the item reset in, which will upload the hashes that theoretically upload the hashes you've crunched and then download new ones to work on in the coming week. The items that it drops, the rare ones you can probably sell on Steam for positive money or you can convert them into gems that can generate Steam trading cards, which also turn into money. Also, the game is $1. So they've, all, they've basically made this pyramid scheme where they want a lot of people to run the game to generate revenue for the creator, but also generate revenue for themselves by making items. And then what you can do is buy further copies of the game, install them on other computers, have those generate items, and you're basically generating a bunch of spurious Steam value while also mining cryptocurrency for the person who made the game. Also, whenever you sell a Steam item, the game's creator gets like 10% of that, of that uh, exchange. And those cards sell for like 20 cents, right? Yeah, but it's, yeah. it's volume. Uh, some of the, if you have an anime game on Steam, those sell for a lot more, just, just so you know. Those can sell for like $1.50 <laughs> a piece. People want those badges, man. I hate Steam so much. It's become a weird thing. So like I, this, I, have, I have a strong opinion against it now. Yeah, right? So uh, Steam recently got very libertarian about its own marketplace. Uh, they, they got into trouble for like willingly pulling some games for being too sex, too sex driven or too violent. Too sexy. Too yeah. sexy. It's just too sexy for Gaben. Gabe was just too sexy. <laughs> uh -huh. <laughs> so now they've, they basically said, we're not going to pull anything unless it's straight up trolling or illegal. Um, I mean, this is, pretty much straight up trolling. It also violates Steam's terms of use. You're not really allowed to include executables that allow remote execution, which is what you'd have to do if you want to run a crypto miner. So it did violate Steam's terms of use, but at the same time, it's a pretty masterful 
exploitation of the system and the marketplace that exists. And it came in a very unassuming package. So it kind of begs an age-old question. We, we are, in the microcosm of Steam, running into very big ideas about marketplace and guidance. Is this okay? Is this a caveat emptor situation? Or should there have been more oversight to screen and make sure that things like this don't get unleashed on Steam where a bunch of unsuspecting people might download and run this game and never know that their electric bill is getting fucked so some dude in Russia can get a lot of Bitcoin? Well, what do you guys think? Every, There's not a right answer, by the way. Capitalism works every time. <laughs> this is an example of it. <laughs> it works. Trickle down and such. <laughs> Yeah. No, I don't agree. I think this no, is this is what, exactly why you yeah. don't just let things go wild. I'm because people are inherently going to take advantage of other people to their own benefit, and ultimately, the, like, at some point, this shits on someone. This is yeah. this is a system that ultimately, at some point, shits on someone. So if fifty people get rich doing it, it means that it shit on probably 300 people to get to that point. And that shouldn't be the case. And it certainly shouldn't be the case on Steam, a place where you just want to go to play your no games. Yeah. yeah, to play No Man's just Sky. No Man's Sky. So, uh, I, I'm going to circle way back. Um, what are the points of the trading cards? Uh, just if, a collection? Uh, no, actually. There I mean, is, other than... what? What's... Friend, okay. Friendless slots. You can upgrade... The more badges you generate, that gives you experience that levels up your Steam profile. Okay. And then that increases the number of slots you have in your friends list as well as a bunch of other fringe benefits that don't actually matter. I want less friends okay. on Steam. Yeah, I want the friends list to not pop up every time I fucking launch Steam. Yeah. God, you're so proud of the fact that you did a thing to Steam. You have to launch it every... Uh. Anyway, sorry. No, uh, but I, yes. I'm just... There, Steam does so many things now that I am confused, like an old man. Trying to figure out why people like Fortnite, uh, being like, I don't get it. And I, I guess if you had a lot of free time, it would make a lot of sense. We've talked about this before with the Steam trading cards you and get other Steam chat emoticons. Is that a thing? Just yeah. Flex, bro. You get the trading cards and just to flex. Just to flex. Bro. Okay, that's fine. The thing that always bugged me is you cannot possibly get enough cards to make a badge on your own. You have to. It was meant to drive money through the Steam marketplace. You have to buy and yeah. sell them. Okay. So. That's how I got my Psychonauts badge. I didn't know you had a Psychonauts badge because mm -hmm. I don't look at I your got profile. Will Raz, come at me! Oh wow, that's my man. <laughs> you don't oh. know what he's saying. Did you? He have, knows. Did you have to spend money to buy the foil cards? No, oh, it was fate, baby. How did you get all foil cards? I've no, had like I didn't one say all foil. I said I got a foil Raz. Oh, I had sorry. One foil. I thought you had a foil badge. My no, man. no. I've I've only seen like one foil card in my life. Sold sold it for like a two two fifty. Not selling my good Raz. Day. I mean, Not people. A chance. I guess if people are having fun with it, but it sounds like. It's like those Team Fortress servers where they're just like, idle server, sit here and things oh, yeah. will come. And like, generate items. Like, you're just wasting electricity. Just stop it. Stop. Yeah. People do what they want to do. Time. Stop it. People, well, people gotta do it. Stop. The argument. I just don't think Steam should enable that in this case. The argument to be made in this, in the, in this favor is that, to my knowledge, I haven't seen anything like this before. I, I mean, there have been crypto miners distributed as malware with a bunch of stuff. But... For them to exploit the marketplace in this way, it did, did require a lack of rules, and now we know that this can be done. So it's almost like with too much oversight, you won't you open yourself up to attacks because you're not allowing them to happen at a small scale. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's any value to that. I'm just throwing out ideas. 
But I, I mean, it would be nice to believe that I could go to the marketplace and buy a game and I don't have to like run bug check on it every time. Mm. Not that I would buy a $1 game. Like it actually started because uh, Sid Alpha noticed that this game was using way higher resources on his CPU and GPU than it should for a game that is line art. Mm -hmm. um, they post, he posted this on Steam. They posted something like, oh, there's complex shaders and post processes. And they were like, really, dude? It's a, it's a stick figure game. Mm. I yeah. guess I'm not surprised. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Steam now. What are some I guess. of the reviews like? Oh well, it's gone. Little, oh, it is Steam has, oh, okay. has removed it since because it oh, got flagged right. for okay. for review. But that's the thing, though. If enough people are on the inside, they'll all boost to games reviews because if if they're in the like pyramid scheme of weird Steam marketplace stuff, they can manipulate that too. So. It's like the Monopoly game, the McDonald's Monopoly game. What do you oh, mean? Oh there yeah, there were no legitimate winners in like the oh, history yeah. of the game. Yeah. It was all manipulated by a guy who worked at the marketing cop, company. Right? Yeah. Dude, laundering Former pieces. Cop, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he was head of security, and he would just like go into the airport bathroom and stuff them in his pockets, and then hand them out to, or he would give them to his butcher, like people in his intimate circle that could basically launder the money and give him a mm -hmm. cut of it. Wow, so many hash browns. He made good though. He like mailed one of them to a hospital. Uh, he mailed like a million dollar piece to a hospital, a St. Jude hospital. A hero. Yeah, regular, well, that's the thing. Like Robin Hood. <laughs> so, like, the, the hospital announced it, and then McDonald's went over, and they were like, something's off here. But we can't. Like, they said it out loud, so we can't yank a million dollars away from a fucking hospital. Yeah, yeah. So he did. That was an interesting play. I like that stuff. Ah. Oh, I left my zombie scripts in the other room. God damn it. It's okay. We were going to experience the next exciting chapter of Zombies, Elise's hit screenplay. It's not mine, and I, not, I can't talk about it. I told you guys I couldn't talk about it. It's a friend of a friend's idea. Mm. It's, it's zombies. E-E-S. It's out there now. Just put another E in it, and then it's fine. Adam did an impression of you the last time. Do the, do the impression. It's me, Elise. <laughs> yeah, see? How you doing? Now you say it. Now you say it. Now say It's me, Elise. It's me, Elise. Oh my god, it's the same. Wait, weird, right? <laughs> which one's strange? Which one was like, kind of driving to me? Which one was talking? I'm yeah, sitting, if you close your eyes. I'm sitting over here. Okay. And then, Adam? I'm Elise sitting over here. No, he said Adam do it. Adam? Yeah, go ahead, Adam. <laughs> God damn it. Well, we have fun here. <sighs> Sorry, guys. Uh, it's going to have to wait another week. Darn. I know. <laughs> like we could potentially do some of it at RTX. Nah. I I Never mind. I personally can't. Elise is legally I can't. and personally I not able to do it. told in confidence. You have so many artsy friends. They don't know. Yeah, I know. They James don't says care. that they're vagabonds. I never said that. No, he Wait, uses I another word. Said Boy, yeah, I was like, <laughs> we are not allowed to say that. Yeah. I'm glad you finished. I thought you were going to say tramps. You're an artist. He's never I'm heard that. Wow. <laughs> what? You know what I'm saying? What, vagabond? <laughs> ah. I missed a step. Yeah, everyone did. <laughs> you may have noticed my shirt's changed. That's because when we recorded this podcast, I completely forgot to do an ad read. So we're doing it now, from the future. This podcast is brought to you by Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club has everything you need to get ready in the bathroom. And because I enjoy listing scents, let me do so now. They have the Mint Cedarwood Body Cleanser. They have the Citrus Hawaiian Ginger Daily Face Cleanser. The Sage and Black Pepper Hair and Scalp Shampoo and the Sage and Black Pepper Hair and Scalp Conditioner. If that hasn't encouraged you to explore your scent experience in the bathroom, I don't know what will. Uh, but they also have a special offer for you. Uh, they have the $5 Dollar Shave Club Starter Kit that comes with uh, Am Amber Lavender Body Cleanser, comes with the 6th Blade Executive Razor, Dr. Carver's Shave Butter, and 
one-wipe Charlies. If you don't know what those are, you should find out, or rather your anus should. They're basically peppermint-scented ass wipes. And if you've never felt the calm, cool, cleansing experience of mint on your raw, red, and irritated anus, you owe it to yourself. Think about how, just think about your butt cheeks right now. Think about how irritated they are. And think about how it would be a cool sip of oasis water in the middle of a desert to have a cool mint breeze flying right through that, that wet and irritated chasm. I get very passionate when it comes to talking about ass, uh, ass comfort, because I believe you're worth it. And you should believe you're worth it too. Uh, they also have all sorts of other products for the bathroom. That includes, as previously mentioned, shampoo, conditioner, body wash, toothpaste, hair gel, and the previously mentioned wipes that will give you a tingle in the place you deserve it most. Uh, but if you want to get started, again, a $5 starter kit comes with a body cleanser, one wipe Charlie's, uh, shave butter, and the six blade executive razor. Uh, and then after that, you can get on a subscription plan for the razors to keep them coming every month, or just buy them whenever you need. You can do it one way or the other, on the cart, subscription, Either way, Dollar Shave Club wants to keep your bathroom stocked with the finest smelling and finest uh, grooming products. You can get all that at dollarshaveclub.com dude. Once more, that's $5 for a sampler pack of really interesting bathroom products at dollarshaveclub.com dude. Thank you, Dollar Shave Club, and let's return to the podcast. I promise the rest will be perfectly executed. Okay. Time for our dad. He somewhere in there. Yes, he is. How did his corpse hit the button? <laughs> Slid off of a... Good Slid off the side. God, it's the best song ever. All right, so Final Fantasy VII House. We so know it, we love it. We can about, smell about it. About halfway through Crap. the rabbit hole, listening to the whole story. Just realized we still don't have sound. And I told myself, I'll just find another one during the podcast at some point. Hmm. Then I didn't. All right, this will work. Fine, fuck it. Oh, Demolition Man, that's pretty hard netting. <sighs> it is, yeah. Might yeah. be the hardest netting. Uh, all right, this is... Mm, Alright, this is kind of a soft volley, but I'll take it anyway. So this is uh, this is from Instagram. It's the hot Pokemon trainer. Cool. He uh, goes around the world being hot and fighting Pokemon. Mm. So there he is with Selena. Follows way more people than follow him. Mm. Well, for now. We'll see here. Oh yeah, he was in the hospital a while ago. There was like one, there was one plot arc where he was in a Pokemon battle that was so intense. He got, uh, got damaged. Oh wait, he's with Selena Gomez. Just yeah. put that one together. It looks like he's always with Selena Gomez. Well, I think he's Pokemon fighting Selena Gomez, who is changing outfits during the battle, which is an interesting, interesting tactic. Huh. Anybody picking down my Haunter is truly on another level. Where does he live? It looks beautiful. Is that like yeah. Montana or something? Maybe. What's going on here? Does he say where he lives? Uh, Celadon City. Adam? No idea. <laughs> Uh, oh, is, is that a Pokemon town? Damn it. They're all Pokemon talents. My name is Selena. I'm the gym leader of the Celadon City Pokemon Gym. Uh -huh. I'm impressed you made it up here, but you're foolish to think you can win. Look, there's Polygon. a sign. Yeah. How so you know? I don't know. I don't understand why you asked, because it says it right there. So it's a narrative. Do you think... How often does he post? Fairly often. Yeah, every, what, 10 uh, minutes? Last I checked in. Oh, he's oh, captured. a video. Him. Yeah. Where? Where? On the bottom right. Oh no, please don't be bad. Um, please don't be bad. Please don't be bad. Yeah, we don't like have his sound. Kid? Where is he looking? The script that he didn't write. <laughs> Actually, I think I can play it off my laptop. Whoa. That's exactly what I was trying to figure out. She said they were going after legendary Pokemon. 
Shooting forth like this hidden. Just like how Lugio's is that a car? I don't know. None of it adds up. Do you think he tells people he's so a filmmaker? So that we could go Good. Good. Especially when they don't ask. <laughs> I want them to know. Hey, uh, here's your coffee, sir. He goes, filmmaker. How many more hours is this video? Oh, something else. Oh, that's the other sound. <laughs> that other No Man's Sky video is still playing. Uh, there we go. Sorry guys, you didn't get the proper audio-visual experience. It's okay. It's, it's fine, we got it. Oh boy. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Whoa, Ooh. rooftop! Boys. Man. Arc 2, the grim reality. <sighs> Man. I'm surprised. Oh, we got in uh, at the end of Arc 1, Legendary Trouble. May 21st. Boy, there's a lot here. There's a lot to buy into. Loves Pokemon. Loves Pokemon, loves being hot. Yeah, there he is. Yeah. Wow. Ladies, if you grew up with Pokemon, you can grow up even further with hot Pokemon trainer. Oof. Don't be, just make sure our friend's nearby. So uh, yeah, here we go. Here he's all battle damaged after getting lasered in the stomach. Poor by, guy. By who? Gyarados? Uh. <laughs> that was that oh, one. Boy, that's oh, this, of, this is beyond me. That's, that's a lot of hashtags. Yeah. I knew about, I knew about There is hashtag Gyarados. Really? Is, yeah. that, is that the evolution of Gyarados? I don't think so. No, he hashtagged everything though. Look at that. That's just smart marketing. I don't think hashtag cute boy. I use that hashtag. 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 I love hashtags. I, what I wanted to do is is read read through the arcs so I could bottom line it for you guys, but mm -hmm. I'm a little behind the eight ball here. I apologize about that. That's Has okay. he optioned these rights there it is. to a film yet? There's a Gyarados. What That's the hell? Gyarados, yeah. Is he all bloody? What's going yeah, on? Yeah, careful. Wow. Get him. Um, what's the flower, flower's name? Vile Plume. Get him, Vile Plume. Stop Gyarados. And also save your friend who's all bloodied up for some reason. Oh, yeah. He really likes getting shot with lasers from water-type Pokemon. Who doesn't? Well, I guess we'll put it to a vote. Uh, damn, I really, I really feel like I underserved you, hot Pokemon trainer. I'll tell you what. I'll read through arcs one and two and just do a little summary later. Okay, great. Just so we can catch up. Good. Uh, but, uh, James, what do you think? Final Fantasy VII House or hot Final Pokemon Fantasy VII right. House. Uh, at least, what do you think? It's a hot Pokemon trainer for me. Yeah? Wow, okay. A lot of, lot of effort put into that. A uh, lot. I, my, my heart says Final Fantasy House, but my mind says hot Pokemon trainer only because now Lawrence has to do some research mm. and... Uh, See, I was trying to avoid that. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, I, I want to hear the whole story, but, you know, condensed. Um, I will learn more about Final Fantasy House on my own, as I oh. have been the last two weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm like 30 minutes into that video. Oh wow, okay. It's, dude, it's rough. That's a rough story. I mean, Lawrence basically told us everything about it, but ugh. No, I guess mm -hmm. there's it's like- sad. Every little peripheral bit of information about that makes it more sad. A lot of, a lot of people under mental duress. Yeah, it's, it's crazy how humans can invent very bad situations for each other, mm -hmm. but nobody's doing it actively to hurt anyone. It's just everyone's bad nature sort of combining and inflating it. There's, there's a really- like a good place. Well, there's a really sad part <laughs> where one of the char characters uh, threatens to commit suicide, but then the, the writer said, it didn't look like a real suicide, so I got mad. Because <laughs> it was just like soft cuts, they weren't deep cuts. Uh oh. He said it was just a cry for help. You're just doing oh. it for attention. Yeah. What an asshole. I don't know. I don't know who to root for in the story anymore. <laughs> so a Pokemon trainer wins. Wow, okay, yeah. Pokemon trainer wins. Yeah, he's hot. Well, that's good, because there's plenty of, plenty of material here. Uh, he only just 
recently got to the point where he started labeling his arcs. So I don't know if there's, no, that's pretty much it. It's just him hanging out with Pokemon. And then it gets real with live action sketches, uh, entire Pokemon battles. You get to choose two. The other will go to your little bro, plasma gun, electrical restrainer, or an elemental sword that looks kind of like a razor blade. What is that? Whatever, who cares? I'm pretty sure that's from Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Anyway, that's what happens when millennials grow up and get muscle definition. We're millennials. I, say, I don't know if he's a millennial. Yeah. Is he younger? He's, he's a probably post-millennial. Post-millennial, yeah. yeah. What are those, what are they gonna be called? Post-millennials? Like turbo jets, we call them. The show? It's a good show. If you, can't, if you can't see audio listeners, both of my hands are pointing heavensward in victory. Mm-hmm. He won somehow. You won the podcast. I did. There are no I winners. win every podcast. There are no Where's winners, my trophy? Only losers. <laughs> yes. Thank you for listening this week, everyone. Uh, feel free to leave a comment yelling at me about No Man's Sky or whatever, since everyone loves it now. Uh, it doesn't make you right. It's a good game. It's a game. Question mark. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Don't tell me how to have fun. To be continued. I'll keep playing it between Overwatch matches. Mm-hmm. Always still playing. Still in Overwatch. Still so good at it too. That's frustrating. You're good. Almost at diamond. It. Almost diamond. That's Almost cool. a little rusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rusty. If uh, if you enjoyed this podcast, uh, I'd I'd appreciate it if you recommend it to a friend. That's how we can grow, get bigger, do live shows. We also got a couple plugs for you. Got some new merch coming up. You might have seen this on Twitter, but we got a cool baseball jersey. The back's pretty cool too. The uh, unfortunately the camera doesn't sell how like actually well made this thing is. It's pretty heavy. It's well stitched. Most, like, baseball jerseys I've seen can be pretty cheap, like uh, gift store quality stuff. This is much better than that. It's thick. We'll, we'll get it fall. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you hear that? Do the fall test again. Sound of quality. One more Wait, hold on. Wow. Good each, sound. each jersey comes with one syringe worth of steroids, too. No, we cannot it does guarantee not? that. It's not a I was misinformed. Well, Sorry. let's leave it up in the air. Okay. Maybe. Maybe it will. We're currently working on and hoping to provide a syringe full of Syringe full of steroids with every order. Maybe it will. That will be available at RTX uh, if you're going. Stay. So please stay. Stay. Please dig around stay. in the. Ooh, Adam's trying to pin the jersey to the table with a coffee mug. I want you to build. Read it. That's how heavy it is. It's pulling a coffee mug off the table. That's quality, An ladies and gentlemen. An empty coffee mug. An empty mug pulled off the table by this quality jersey. I like that you guys determine that weight equals quality. <laughs> <laughs> it's heavy. Piccolo wears the weighted clothing and he's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Have you ever like opened a flash drive and it just has like bolts in it to make it heavier so you have quality. the perception that it, thank you. Heavy no. doors. I'm surprised Vegeta never adopted the weighted clothing strategy. Well, he did the he did the 100 times gravity, which yeah, is know, essentially the same thing. Not in weighted clothing. Yeah, you're right. The Saiyans never did he that. They just had the stretchy. And then he armor. talked about how light his armor was. Jersey's really also supposed to be online at the end of the month. It's if you're not going to RTX. They feel good. Nice. Also, if you're coming to RTX, please join us on first night for the first screening of Arizona Circle. Mm-hmm. It's a sketch comedy show that we've been working on for a while. Very proud of it. like to get in front of as many eyeballs as possible. And I uh, put this little note in here for myself. Please laugh. Even if it's pity laughter, that's fine too. Just laugh. I'll get everyone else laughing. I'll take it, all right? I need it. I need this. Mm-hmm. Jeff Ramsey's going to be there. Judging. And if we don't laugh, or people don't laugh. At least he's going to get fired. He's bringing his laughometer, which Jeff has most of the time. <laughs> it's he, just got two meters, at least hired, at least fired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> While riding on this. Yeah. Well, for at least. Yeah, not we're for all us. Fine. Yeah, no, we're fine. White males. Everyone knows women get 
One chance. <laughs> uh, I joke, but it's sad. Glow's a good show. You should watch it. Oh, yeah. Glow. There you go. Uplifting. Got to end on an uplifting note. Glow is an all right show. Mm-hmm. But yes, thank you guys for watching. Really appreciate it. Again, recommend it to a friend. Leave a review if you'd like. Uh, and we'll catch you next week. Until then, goodbye, everybody. Bye. So long, farewell. <laughs>